Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigarito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Cola. It's Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. And as always, I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly. Uh, but first, the Miami Dolphins uh, take their uh, record to 0-5 and uh, just continue this 2019 campaign, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant because uh, – Quite frankly, uh, this this was a game. Uh, if you look at at the schedule and everything that was, uh, you know, culminating up to this, uh, this was this was an opportunity uh, for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, you know, one one thing that you have to uh, say is when when you get a new coach, um, you know, you look for obviously what has changed roster wise, of course, but you you look for a certain tenacity. Um, uh, almost like a uh, you know a, a hustle and, and, and just a new feeling um, about the team, and uh, you know you, you really have to ask yourself: Have you seen that at all this year? Now, there's a lot of factors that go in there, and I know that we've you know talked about Flores, and you know he's kind of handcuffed as far as uh, you know what he can do, and, and a lot of the personnel that he has. There's no doubt about that, um, but. You know, I ask you, have you really sensed, uh, you know, anything of this new regime that would give you hope, you know, and just uh, a newfound, um, uh, I guess, attitude on this team? Uh, and, and coming into this game now against the Washington Redskins, uh, you have a, 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 an 0-4 Dolphin team and, a, a, and a, an 0-5 Redskin team uh, that just fired their head coach. Uh, so Bill Callahan, uh, for those who might remember, I believe was the the coach after Gruden got fired. After the other Gruden got fired from the Raiders or left, or however you want to, uh, however that went down. Uh, I think Bill Callahan took over. So I think he was actually the Raider coach going into that Super Bowl. Could be wrong, but that, that's my recollection of it. And so he takes over now for this Redskin team, which has been in, you know, in disarray to say the least. Uh, one of the teams that. They are talking about vying for, you know, for the top pick in the draft. So, obviously, they're at the bottom of the barrel. And then he names Case Keenum. And so, Josh Rosen uh, is named by Flores to start the entire season, the rest of the season. Uh, They come out and say, you know, uh, this is our quarterback. Josh Rosen will start the rest of the year. Why? I don't know. I don't know why that was necessary to announce that, but um, you find you know a game in which you cannot do anything offensively. I mean, you're you're basically losing by two touchdowns. You you just can't do anything on the offensive side of the ball. They looked in that. Rosen 
statistically was awful. Um, I think he, he threw for under 100 yards, I think 80-something 80, 80 yards, and he had two two picks, no touchdowns. Um, so, you know, here, here you are riding that whole thing out, and then you have uh, Fitzpatrick, who, look, if there's one word to describe Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, it's erratic. Uh, you, you don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes you can get somebody who's Hall of Fame-like, and sometimes you could get somebody who you just don't understand how he's playing in the NFL. I mean, it, it goes to both ends of the spectrum. It really does. And Fitzmagic was in effect as he takes over late in the game, and they're down by 14 points, uh, you know, and he basically he scores the first one and then comes down on a on a two-minute drive and, and – and, Scores a touchdown with less than a minute left on the clock, uh, seconds left on the clock, actually. And uh, now they're within one point, of, uh, an extra point away from, from tying the game. And, and here's where uh, you get your, you know, your new storyline as Flores decides to go for two. Me and Rich will discuss you know, that whole thing uh, inside out. They run a play, which most people uh, are, certainly would not be um, too happy with. And maybe... Uh, you recollect uh, reminiscent of the uh, two-point conversion against the Atlanta Falcons that the Patriots ran in the Super Bowl to Edelman. Um, it, it, it's dropped by Drake, so the play never even unfolds, but there's certainly plenty of defenders around him uh, that I don't believe he was going anywhere once he caught the ball. Um, and the Dolphins lose. So they um, you know, uh, anticlimactically lose a game in which they are at the highest level they've been in a long time, and uh, and then you lose a game because you go for two to win the game rather than take it to overtime. Uh, we'll we'll go into all of that and how we feel about that, and and so now here the Miami Dolphins lose and it's zero and four, and and this was you know a part of the schedule where this was you know maybe where you see a win coming. Because, uh, quite frankly, the schedule gets very difficult. Um, the Jets upset the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. So, you know, as far as, like, these teams that are at the bottom of the battle, um, you've got good teams that you're playing. And, you know, I, I've said it all along. And I make no bones about it. You know, I'm a historian. Everybody who listens to the show knows that we focus a lot on the history of this team and we've had interviews with pretty much every, you know, Hall of Famer and, and, and uh, you know, top guys from the, the franchise. So that's where my heart lies. And, you know, the new regime has been very difficult. It's been very difficult for, for over a decade, you know, to get on board with. Um, but this, this just really puts things in perspective. And you see all these fans, you know, these so-called Dolphin fans that are rooting to lose every game and, and just, ha- you know, happy when they lose and just uh, the whole, you know, feeling of that and, and uh, the, the suck for Tua and tank for Tua and, and all this nonsense. Well, let me tell you something. That mentality never wins. It never wins. You point out one organization that has the losing mentality that, that we want to lose every game, get the first pick and go from there, and, and you show me the success story, it doesn't exist. You do not win in this league or any other league by having that kind of mentality. And any fan who's on board with that really has, has 
taken the Kool-Aid to the extreme. You've bought into this nonsensical system that the Dolphins management want you to, to, to buy into, which basically is, you know, we want to lose so we can get higher picks, and then we're going to regroup. And all that's doing is buying years for this regime, and it's nonsensical. This is the worst ownership that we've had in, in, in the franchise history, bar none. And it just continues to go. And I've always said, I don't want to be the only organization that's, that has won every game and then lost every game. So just give me a win. That's what I want. Give me one win and go from there. And for those of you who remember, in 2007, me and Rich did this show and went week to week to week to week. And there were a lot closer games than you're seeing the Dolphins play now. And they still didn't get a victory until about week 14. So I don't want to go through that again, but, you know, it seems like that's the direction that we're heading, that we're going to every week be fighting to try to get one victory. And like I said, it's ridiculous, but more so my anger goes towards people that are on, on this train, and they, they actually think this is a way that you build a winning organization. And for anybody who, who has that kind of mentality, you're so off base and you've bought this nonsensical vision that this organization and ownership has, has threw into the, the sea. You've jumped onto the fishing line, uh, and, and let me tell you, it's ridiculous. And that's my two cents on it, Rich. I, I would imagine you're somewhere, you know, uh, in the same direction I am with it. But well, I don't know what you say, but, you know, that, that's my feeling on it, Rich. Yeah, I, you know, look, I don't want to go through another one, you know, 14 year either, but it doesn't look like we have a choice, Pat. You know, this team stinks. You know, I mean, we played, you can't find a, a better team to play when, you know, trying to get a win than the Washington Redskins in complete disarray. And we found a way to, you know, lose that game too. You know, even with the big comeback, it was a joke. But why would you. Why in God's name would you go for two to try to win a game like that and pull out that dopey play out of that playbook? Like that's the play. I guess because you figure. I guess because you figure that your defense can't stop anything. The offense did nothing until the last few minutes, and you figure that it's easier for you to get two yards and win the game than have to stop the the defense has to stop the offense, which it hasn't been able to all day. You know, win, you know, win a game in overtime once in a while too. I mean, right? You don't have to get uh, with, to win, Well, right? with the. Well, with the, with the new rules, no. With the new rules, you would have to have the ball in the other hand, basically, and stop them at least one time. I, I got you. I don't know. That just, to me, that's just moronic, you know? That, that's like something you do in high school, going for two at the end like that. It, it's, just, it's just so silly. It just seems like a panic, desperate, you know, kind of move for an organization. And, and again, I... I then you're going to do it. You really try to do it like a... Like a like a freaking uh, a wide receiver bubble hitch. I mean, really, that's going to work going into the middle. I mean, you don't do a fade pass. You don't do a throw the ball into the end zone to one of your tight ends. That's the play. Well, I don't like either of the two plays you just said either. I don't like any of the two plays you just said. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that. I'm certainly not doing a. Well, I wouldn't. Why wouldn't you want to throw it to a tight end, the big guy in the corner? Oh come on! Oh come on! You have. You have confidence to that? I mean, what tight end are we talking about? And what kind of pass? You're throwing one up in the air? No, if I'm going to do a play, it's certainly not going to be that. Uh, but, you know, the point is that you, you, they've had all this time to think about the play that they were going to run. That does seem lackluster, and the play has worked, but now you're talking about Kenyon Drake, not a wide receiver. You're talking about putting a running back out there. And let's be honest, he catches that ball. I've seen at least two. 
he catches the ball, he gets hit five times, he doesn't get a bench. Yeah, I don't think he does either. I mean, I've seen two, at least, if not three, defenders very close by. Um, so, yeah, I have a major problem with the play call. I mean, I, I understand, in a sense, of how, you know, they want to do it and just try to win the game outright and not have to deal with the other overtime nonsense that most likely is not going to turn out in your favor. But, you know, I just think it comes down to uh, an organization that I just don't see the building blocks of, you know, of a winning organization, team. I don't see it. Um, I know Florida's just handcuffed right now. I know he doesn't, you know, have a lot to work with, but I don't see the, the whole turnaround in, with this team that I expected to see when you, when you see with a new coach. Um, I keep going back to the Jimmy Johnson part because that's the only team I can think of that was really, really, really bad and turned it around. But if, if you take, like, when he came to Miami – and you, you immediately, in 1996, immediately, you've seen an entirely different attitude with the Miami Dolphins, right? I mean, when they started off, everything, they were on uh, running out, you know, on a 10 RPM. I mean, it was just insane. And you see that with so many new regimes. I don't necessarily see that with this new regime. That worries me as far as the coaching standpoint and things like that. As far as the management goes, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. I've been trying to figure it out, and I cannot think of one organization in any sport that has the mentality of give everything away, get as bad as you can, and gather up picks to start fresh to build the championship. I don't think that works. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't think it works. And all this tank for Tua, I mean, as if Tua is absolute, as if he is going to be the next coming anyway. Don't you think it's really, like, look, they're not stupid, these people. They're not trying to build a championship. They're trying to buy more time. Don't you think? Yeah. It's another three well, I just said that. You can't criticize them. Yeah. Yeah, well, you heard my opening. That's exactly what I think it is. And anybody who buys into this, you, you're, just, you're just drinking the Kool-Aid, man. You're just, you're just basically bought everything that they're selling. And they've basically convinced you that it's a good thing to lose every game in the National Football League. It's a good thing. That's a good thing for a winning organization. Because if we do that, we're going to get a better pick. Does that ever work? Have you ever heard that mentality turn out to be successful? You can't have that kind of mentality and expect to then turn it around and become a winning team or organization. They don't go hand in hand. If you want to become a loser, you will be a loser. And if that's the mentality for whatever reason you choose to, to, to want to lose, that's what you will always be. You will never turn that around into a positive championship team, ever, with that. Don't you think that Ross is reaping the rewards right now with his payroll? I mean, he must be making a ton of money. He was in a payroll so long. He's a, well, he's absolutely cut every, every high-end player that he's had, and, and he's got the Super Bowl coming, and he's run this team like a business from the day one. I told you this earlier, and I stand by this. Ross was very happy with Tannenbaum because Tannenbaum did exactly what he wanted him to do. That wasn't Tannenbaum. That was Ross. 
Wolves wanted him. You, you draft, and then, let's face it, there was a lot of talent in this organization in the last eight years, and they gave it all away. Anybody who had the glimpse of being a good player was was let go long before they ever matured. And you said it himself. That was his comment. We 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 raised them, and then they graduated. What was the comment he made? Yeah, Tannenbaum was was said that. Uh, yeah, we um. We have to let our players graduate. Sometimes they get paid somewhere else. I mean, that's just a ridiculous mentality. Well, what are we, a farm system? I never heard anything yeah, so yeah. stupid. We're the, kid, we're the Kansas City A's in the 50s feeding the Yankees. It's Maris. ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I mean, if, if, if that's the case and that's, you know, the mentality, that, that comes from us. I mean, that's where that comes from. They don't, they don't want to, you know, they, they can play all they want like they want to have a winning, you know, organization. I mean, they actually can sit on a podium and say that their goal is to win the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. Win the Super Bowl? No, no, win the Super Bowl? Multiple Multiple. Multiple. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think they actually did say something ridiculous like that, right? Yeah, said multiple champions. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, if, if – if that, we haven't sniffed the playoffs in eight years. They've won multiple championships. Yeah. Well, well, no, no. You know, Rich. I mean, I, I, you're actually wrong. I mean, they actually made the playoffs, and I tell you all the time. A few years ago, yeah. with a team that I thought was on the verge, and they completely dismantled that. They went and yeah. like it was like, too good, no good. We can't have success. And then we got to pay these guys. Uh, you know, literally, that's what it boiled down to. Uh, you know, that's another rant that we've had in, in past shows, yeah. which, you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, very upsetting when you see, you know, this kind of attitude go on, especially for a franchise with this much success. Uh, a lot of upsets throughout the league and a lot of stuff, you know, went on non-Dolphin-wise. So take a quick break, and uh, we'll, we'll come on back and discuss all that right back after this. When ordering food, you find out what she wants, then order for the both of you. It's a classy move. Now, the lady will have the linguine and white clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. Hey, this is Robert Roman. This is Mike DeMond from Fast Times of Rizmana. I like to chat, but I'm really kind of busy listening to the Pat Patello show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. I say I'm moving in stereo.
Okay, welcome back to Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant, as we uh, recap the Miami Dolphins' 17-16 loss at home to the Washington Redskins and brings them to a record of 0-4 now on the season. Uh, they will go to Buffalo next, the team that's playing uh, excellent this year. Um, so that's where it'll start. Um, and, you know, we'll see. As opposed to, you know, you look around the rest of the league and you see these teams and, and it just seems like everything's going in the other direction. I mean, uh, the teams that you thought were bad and the New York Jets upset the Dallas Cowboys at home in the return of Sam Darnold. So, you know, I, I mean, obviously the New York Jets are a much better team than the Miami Dolphins. There's, it's not even close. Does that mean, that, you know, on any given Sunday they can't beat a division? No, but they're much better. It's not even close when it comes to that. Um, they get their quarterback back. The Dolphins have the Pittsburgh Steelers pick, right, for uh, next year. And the Steelers look like, you know, they, they have two quarterbacks out and, and you know, uh, they're in, in, in major, major trouble. And then they beat the Chargers now, the team that the Dolphins just pretty much got blown away by. Uh, so, you know, there's that. And uh, and then one other thing, you know, I, I me and Rich had talked about this, but – you know, I, I would say that there was a very good chance if Ryan Fitzpatrick started this game, the Dolphins would have beaten the Washington Redskins. Uh, now, that's neither here nor there, but the bottom line is, neither one of us, Rich, really thought that Josh Rosen was the answer. Uh, nothing has changed my opinion. He's, he's not the guy. Uh, he's not the franchise quarterback that's going to that's gonna be with this team for years and, and bring them to a high level of play. I don't see it. Well, the good news is we didn't waste the first-round pick on him last year. We just, like, you know, borrowed a second-round pick this year, and we're getting it back. So, at least it's nothing. You know, so you had to – look, I didn't like the move, but you had to do it because it was in front of you. You really didn't have a choice. But I think you've seen enough now. Oh, yeah. I thought, you know, me and you had argued, you know, in the beginning that you wanted him to play, you know, immediately. It's a long season. I've seen plenty. I don't need 10, 12 more games. I've seen plenty. I know what he can do, and I think if he has time, he can throw a nice ball. And, and, you know, there's times when he can do good things. I'm not saying that. But is he the guy to take a franchise that's been in disarray for three decades now going on? Is he the guy that's going to be able to take that and and bring that out of the abyss to a championship level? No, he's not. He's not. Is, it, is he the guy that can go to another team and, a, and one of their quarterbacks gets hurt and he can fill in for four or five weeks and, 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 and go 4-0, four, 5-0, four and, oh, and, oh, and then, you know, have them, you know, get stabilized and, and, and go on? Yeah, I think so. But he's not the guy that you put all the chips in right now. Uh, you know, yeah, and, you, and you're right. I mean, they had this in their mind and they got him for nothing after they were going to draft him. But they got him for that price tag for a reason. I mean, you know, there's a reason that he was available. Well, Pat, the team that drafted him with the 10th pick in the draft last year gave up on him. And they took a quarter right. in the first pick in the draft this year. So, right. You know, there's so there's a big reason for that. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, so you got to take that from where it comes. Of course, there's there are people that have had that, and then they went on to rub it in their faces. But, you know, I don't think this is going to be that kind of situation. Um, but irregardless, it's, it's, it's an issue going forward um, that this team is going to have. I mean, there's, you know, there's there's some bright spots here and there, but but again, for all these Dolphin fans who were upset, uh, you know, at the thought of them even winning a game, you know, you're really looking at this the wrong way. You don't recoup from that, and I really have to say, if that's the case, 
And you know, don't expect don't expect this major turnaround next year. You know, because you draft you know um, some first round picks and stuff like that. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the turnaround to the level that everybody's going to expect. I mean, I think Brian Flores has come in and he's got a patriot mentality. He knows what they've done there and what it takes to win. But it's just so yeah, many more factors than that. It's a three-year blend. Back, come on. you got to give it a chance. Three years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I, I realize, you know, I realize that. And, and uh, you know, I mean, you know, you ask yourself why they didn't go after a, a higher coach. Like we talked about, like, Mike McCarthy or somebody like that, right? And there's a reason. They had no intentions of going after somebody who's going to demand putting a good product on the field. I mean, that's the bottom line. And they needed somebody that they could control. And, you know, you're talking about a first-year coach. And, quite frankly, not even that much experience as a coordinator, uh, as a head coordinator. And, and so, you know, there's a, there's a tremendous amount to ask from him. And, and, of course, he doesn't have, you know, basically uh, – he doesn't really have a big power position as far as, you know, demanding that. Um, you know, uh, again, they've stacked up all these picks. And so, yeah, they're going to be at the head of the discussion when it comes to that. And they'll draft players. And, you know, there's a lot of free agents and stuff that are going to be available. And, you know, you, you can do a lot of things. But I just, I guess my main point is that if you take this losing mentality to an extreme, I don't think you can ever break out of that. I just don't. I think that you need a new regime to to break out of that, if you, if that makes any sense. Well, so, uh, you know. But that's going to be three years down the road. I mean, we don't know. You're not going to know if Flores is a good coach or not for a long time. Like, how, how can you judge him? There's no players yet. It, so they, get, they draft next year, and then next year's excuse will be, well, they just drafted all these guys. So you got to give them a chance. It's really in year three you need to see, you know – you know, above 500 somehow. And, I mean, is that where he gets finally judged? Or is he going to pass on year three, too? You know, it's a two, Well, it's I think you get – I think you go into year three, and if there's a, a, a dramatic upswing, then, yeah, then I think he gets an extension. Yeah. I think that's how that one probably shakes out. But, you know, but my point is, Rich, if you take it too low, I, he will how not be able to bring the team out of it. How much, how much lower do you, we get? We, we absolutely you could get not the, one star on this team. It's a starless group. This is like, it's like getting a team ball by the '67, uh, you know, Atlanta Falcons. Like, what are you going to do with that? You know, a, you, you get a guy in the team, Tommy Noblis. You get know, who's a bust. I mean, there's no one on there worth a damn. There's like no one here. Where you know, there's nobody here that you're going to. Wow, we're going to build a team around this guy. It's not about building a team around anybody. It's about having the attitude of a winning yeah. mentality, and they don't have yeah, that. They they put the roster. Yeah, but it's not. It's disgusting what they did to this roster. Understandable, but again, but but again, it's the mentality that losing is okay right now. It's more than okay. It's what we want. You understand yeah. that? That's what I'm no, complaining I about. I understand. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's not, and I don't see, I don't see it from another direction with the players. Well, I really do don't. Really think, I see. Do you really think at any point 
in Stephen Ross's tenure as owner, his main objective was to win. You ever think that's been his main thing? Uh, I don't. I I don't think it was, but I I honestly believe it was Adam Gase's main thing. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, I really yeah, do. You know, I believe Adam yeah. Gase. I believe Adam Gase took over this team, and I believe Adam Gase thought that he was going to win the Super Bowl in three years. I really do. I think that's where he started out. And I think he had a lot of arguments with Tannebaum, and I think he caused a lot of problems and friction himself in the locker room. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about what they actually, their goal was. And I do believe Adam Gase's goal was to do that, and Hickey's goal was probably to do that. My, my timing may be off there, but was Hickey with Adam Gase at the beginning? I, I, I get confused there. there. I, I don't know. I, I, I get I get I get lost in the, in the mix a little bit. I think I, I do too. So I got there. Yeah. So who so who was it? Who drafted then the guys before Tannebaum was there? Because didn't Tannebaum come like in the second year of Gase? No, wasn't Gase there? Who drafted? Was there? I think Tannebaum was there first. Remember, he was there four years already. So yeah, I think Tannebaum, Tannebaum was, there was there before Gase. Yeah, yeah. So remember he did like the half so, okay. years uh, a consultant, which we knew he was running the thing, and then he was the official yeah. president of the team after the year. So it was like four and a half years. Yeah. And so who was the coach then when Tannenbaum took over? I guess it was. That's uh, not Philbin, right? Yeah, right. It had to be the end of Philbin's era, right? It all blends. I, I think we're a little off somewhere on the timeline, but. Irregardless, the answer to your question is no. I, you know, I think that Ross's job, I think that his mentality was that I'm going to run it as a business, I'm going to make a fortune and be one of the 32 guys. I couldn't get the team I wanted, but I got this, so I'm going to turn this into, you know, a whole basic uh, publicity stunt for myself and my business. Sideshow. Yes. I'm going to have all these minor, minor, minor celebrity owners, I'm going to put a club in the stadium, all the nonsense, and then I'm going to let the people that I have, you know, do it, and it should be pretty easy, we should be able to win, too, by doing it my way, I think that's probably what the attitude was, and then I think it was yeah, probably, probably right. taken over, yeah. yeah, and then I think it was taken over by, well, the bottom line is, I want to win, Secondly, I want to I want to be successful and win as a business. Didn't he even say that in one of his press conferences? Well, we haven't been yeah, successful on the field, yeah. but yeah, we've been very be successful be in the business sense. Yeah, it would be insanity to keep doing the same thing over and over. Was one of the was one of the great lines. Right, I understand that, but didn't he actually? You can't, you can't build a team with the draft and just free agency. It'd be insanity to keep doing that over and over. How do you get players done? No, I, oh, you put it I understand that. No, I got that. But didn't he even make a comment? Like, we haven't been successful on the field, but we're one of the most successful in the business yeah. standpoint, yeah. and our fans should be proud of that. Yeah, I, I like, our fans it. should be proud of that. Yeah. I didn't get a check there. Did you get a check? <laughs> we get I mean, is that, is that ridiculous? No, I know. I know. So you got richer, and we're supposed to care. <laughs> uh, right? I mean, with that, to me, that goes on the all-time most asinine comments an owner has ever made in any sports, in the history of sports. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Better. That's almost to the point, you know, well, listen, I understand Babe Ruth is one of the greatest players of all time, and he's winning a check, but we did get a big check. <laughs> 
and we put that check to use. I mean, really, right? Yeah. I mean, how yeah. ridiculous is this comment? Like, anybody cares how much money this and just asinine organization is making behind the scenes as they completely have this uh, hierarchy attitude that they're above everybody, and they've had this for years. That's, like the, that's, the, that's the problem with this ownership is they only care about money. They care about hosting Super Bowls and not building a team to be in one. That's their main objective. No. They, they're acting this year that they're in the Super Bowl. They really think that they're in it. Well, if, the, if, if that's their objective, yeah. well, then good for them because they're successful. Yeah. They, they achieved yeah. their goal because they do have yeah, a Super exactly. Bowl coming, and they're making money. So there you go. I mean, now, if that's their objective, then they've hit it. It's not like he's doing anything special to get there. He, he bought a team where everybody wants it there. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, it's not like he's putting this thing in, in middle America. He's in the place where they won right. the Super Bowl in the rotation. Where they have you know, the Super Bowl more times than the game. It's not like it's going to win the Des Moines, you know? Right. It's my right. for Christ's sake. You know, so like, uh, let's not be honest. Let's not make him out to be some kind of genius. But that's that's what he wants. He wants to host Super Bowls. Hey. He wants to make as much money as he can with his parking and his other stuff. And you know, and he's content. And like I said, he's trying to stow everybody about this rebuild nonsense. And he's he's yeah. probably making so much money now it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's just absolutely. That the league let you like let you gut an or got a team down to this level like this. So there's no reason to do this. No, uh, no, uh, and they've convinced everybody, like you know, that you know that they're going to come back with a vengeance with these picks, and and, and all of a sudden they're going to go from the bottom to the top, with, you know, when when they draft these players. In the draft, so, like you know, if they had the whole draft, if they got the pick, their picks before anybody else in the draft. Okay, so what? There's seven rounds, seven what? Seven rounds, and you say they have what? Twelve picks this year. If they got the pick one through mm-hmm. twelve, it wouldn't work. Yeah, no, I I know. I, I think it would be an issue too. I, I do. Uh, you know, uh, one of the th- somewhere. You want to bet? What? What would? Thir- the thirteen Thir- pick what you- would be a whole famer if they had the first twelve. If they had the first yeah. twelve. Yeah. Uh, you know, and one of the things that I say all the time is that. You have to pick so good to compensate. Like, let's be honest. They've picked some decent talent. They've picked some decent talent. Obviously, Minka Fitzpatrick was a good enough player that they were able to get a first-round pick from a very good organization for him. Okay? Laramie Tunzel was a, was a good enough player that they were able to make a trade and that he's starting for a Super Bowl-caliber team. Okay? Yep, got uh, the, so... You have to pick so much better than those two talent players to get back to where you started from. That's my point. And you can, and if you take, you know, Christian Wilkins every time, it's not going to get you there. It's just not. It's a, it's a long. Charles Harris is not going to get you there. Yeah, it's a you know. Charles Harris is not going to get you there. Yeah. Nope. Nope. You know. No. Uh, I I mean. Like, if you go through the first-round picks that they've had, right, there's talent there. There's no doubt there's talent there. But a lot of those guys are not playing for the Dolphins, and it's not much years after they were picked. It's really not. Even Juwani James, I think, was a first-round pick. You know, and, and, and like, 
these guys, they're gone before they're even suiting up. And they yep. play a couple of years, and they're gone. And they're still in the league. That's another thing. They're still in the league. Like, it's I don't know if you like, caught this, like but this there's a – last stop. There's no question, you know? No. No. They actually flourish when they leave. And, and, and uh, even, even I don't know if you caught this, but – Even when we have a colossal bus, like you got Jordan. There's, you know, he was in Seattle for a minute, but he did more in Seattle than he ever did with us. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. What else? What else? He couldn't get out of the starting gate. I don't know what. Uh, it was really bizarre. It was. I. I think Philbin had a lot to do with that. Uh, that was just a bizarre tenure that he had here. Yeah. I don't know if you caught this too, Rich. But um, and we kind of sensed this was probably in the making. But Ryan Tannehill now. There's a co- quarterback controversy in Tennessee. Oh, I know. Uh, he yeah, replaced Mariota, and now. Yeah. So this is you know, and, and I guess the reason why I say this is because. Not so much that I didn't understand moving on, but you got rid of a better quarterback than you have on your roster right now. Unarguable. Yeah. They, Unarguable. I, I, I understand that you couldn't really bring him back again. I got that part. I, I understand what that, that is. But you didn't have to get Ryan Fitzpatrick either, you know? Well, what were the options when you get rid of a guy like that? I mean, I, I, what were the options? Teddy Bridgewater was the guy. Teddy Bridgewater is now solidifying, to, you know, what he's doing in New Orleans is just and great for him too because what that guy you know, went you know, through. I mean, it's just he, fantastic. He would never make it through. Yeah, he probably would. He probably would. But 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 who else did you want? I mean, that's where the two guys that were available. There wasn't any other like they, who they pass on. They didn't pass on anybody. There wasn't really anybody floating around that they that they could have got they that they didn't. A little bit too long too. I don't know. They signed Fitzpatrick pretty early. Yeah, they got. They signed him pretty early, Rich. That's why. Well, yeah, that's why they. That's why they had him when they got Rosen. Yeah. He was already on the team when they got Rosen. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 again, like you know, my point is, I did they get anything for Ryan Tannehill? No, he's freezing. Right. They didn't get anything for him, so they drafted him. And I don't. I get moving on from Ryan. I get it. I get that whole thing. It was time to move on from him. I'm just making a point that, you know, this is a guy that's better than anybody you got on your roster. So your moves aren't exactly upgrades. Is any, right, for whatever you want to call it. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is getting paid a decent amount of money, and Josh Rosen came after that. You know, so it's, it's, not, it's not really translate. But well, I think we both agree Ryan Fitzpatrick would have came out of the Washington game with a win. I think it's a very good chance he would have. Possible. I could see him but, throwing almost the same picks as, uh, you know, Rosen did. You know, possible. I I, that's subjective. I don't know. With that offense, no, it's definitely Pat, who knows? You know, he, he got sacked a lot, you know? Yeah. I think one thing that no, Patrick moves around a lot in the pocket, and you need to do that, because that's what I think Rosen's problem is. He's like deer in the headlights with the pass rush. Yeah. Their offensive line yeah. is terrible. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't really like uh what's what's going on with that. I, I, I just Yeah, I'm not I'm not too crazy about uh what I'm seeing as far as, you know, hey, what, that goes. Hey, what's but, with the running back rotation now? It's like it seems like it's Drake, Bellage for a split second, and then now this new guy Williams Junior. <laughs> who who I actually like a lot. I think this kid's I really like this kid a lot. Where did he come from? This is the kid. 
Yeah, I don't know, but he he reminds he me, of, you know, somebody. He got released by somebody like two weeks ago. Uh, the Bengals. Yeah, released well. Him. Is that yeah. where you got him from? Well, I I, yeah, I like I him, so that that's like Cincinnati. Yeah, which is bizarre. Yeah. They're horrible. Why would they release somebody with that that's that good? You know, he's really fast too. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I like I like him a lot. I would think if there's somebody that's going to offer like a mid round pick for him, I would I would chip him out of town. I'm I'm done with the Kenyon Drake. You know. Yeah. But you know what do you expect? You know, it's not like this is like yeah. This is you know uh, Ernie Davis here. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on all those points. So let's take our last break. We're yep. coming back right after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show, available now on iTunes. This is Paul Warfield, and you are listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Okay, welcome back to Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Pat and Rich coming at you for the final segment as uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, look ahead to the Buffalo Bills and they'll travel up to Orchard Park or wherever that's played nowadays. Uh, just a reminder, you can send us uh, questions, comments, show at yahoo.com. And we'll get around to answer some. I know a lot of you guys have been sending uh, different uh, emails and stuff like that. And, and I can, you know, Rich, I can hear how, you know, everybody is not on board with this nonsensical losing and, and, and you know, enjoying it. People are as frustrated as we are. I mean, they, you know, they, we deserve better than this for a team that used to be at the top of the franchise ladder. I mean, it was in the top five 
of NFL teams. It really was for years and years and years. And, of course, Don Shula had everything to do with that. And, and a guy that suited up at quarterback for 17 years, you know, had everything to do with that. And to just see the decline, to get to where we're at right now uh, with one of the richest owners in sports, too, that's very annoying. He's not a football guy, you know? Yeah. It's not the right owner yeah. to have. He's not a football guy. There's nothing about what he's doing. It's like, you know, it's like throwing somebody into the ring that never boxed before. It's just, it, it's not his game, you know? And it's and it's an absolute disgrace. His tenure as ownership has been an absolute embarrassment. He's taken this proud franchise, and he's ruined everything from the play on the field to the logo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, can't really I forgot about that, yeah. Guy. <laughs> Couldn't even leave that alone. I know. Yeah. Every time we get a new regime, every time we get a new regime, we can't just have that. They got to ruin the uniform too, right? Ninety-seven yeah, when Jimmy with Jimmy, right? And now we got to yeah. get. It's like you just. How much damage can you do? It's unbelievable. I would take that Jimmy one back in a heartbeat, and I was never in love with. Yeah, him, no, right. But I would take that no, back over this stupid thing in a minute. This thing is terrible. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Wait, hold on. Let me see. Oh, what? No, yeah. No, no. Sorry. Denied. <laughs> you got to keep it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I know. There's no doubt. But it, it, it goes hand in hand. For 20 years. I mean, we've been in two playoff games since, you know, Marino's retired. And we got blown out both times. Yeah. We never built yeah. on any of that. It, it's It's pathetic. It's it really yeah. it's taken. I mean, I used to look forward to Sundays like crazy. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like, it, now yeah. it seems like it's work to watch this team play. It's it's not enjoyable, yeah. and it, no, I don't like not. any of these people on the team. I'm like, there's not one one player on this team. I go, wow, you know, he's my favorite player. I could care less. I don't like any of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, know. It's I don't relate to any of them. Don't like them. <laughs> if we got rid of every one of them, I wouldn't lose an ounce of sleep. <laughs> Devontae Parker's online too. He says he doesn't think too fondly of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me ask you as we look. look <laughs> 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 As we uh, look around the league, you know a lot of upsets and and, and things like that. So uh, let me let me throw a couple things at you there. Um, I, I think we both agree that you know we we think the Forty ers are good, not great, but yeah, you know, they're, they're surprising me more and more each week. I mean, uh, you know maybe Shanahan, you know, was a really good hire, and and I guess the Garofalo trade, you know. Uh, seems like it's yeah, all they, going in motion properly. Look, they, and Richard Sherman, too. Really watched them play this year. i got to be honest with you. I haven't watched 10 minutes of the 49ers play, but I'm looking forward to seeing if they're for real. Um, the Rams are a huge yeah. disappointment, but I don't know if you're going to bounce yeah. back from that debacle in the Super Bowl last year. As for the Falcons, they have still not bounced back from that one three years ago. Well, they're, they're, they're two different ones, though. So let, let, let me just state there. You can bounce back from the Rams one. I'm not saying they're going to, but you can. You can bounce back from that for sure. The Falcons one, it's impossible. You cannot bounce back from the Falcons one. The Rams were out of the game immediately. Is that what you're saying? One, one of the – not out of the game immediately. It was nothing, nothing until the third quarter. No, it's far true, from yeah. out of immediately. They had that game. They could have won that game up until the last minutes. The Rams, yeah. they just couldn't get anything going. But the Falcons won one of the most disheartening 
losses that any yeah. team could face yeah. in the history of sports. Yeah, that's, that's to be up that much, I mean, you have, that's, that's, that's rougher than the Warren Moon debacle in, uh, in Buffalo. That's worse. Okay, explain to me this. Okay. Explain this team to me, okay? The Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Kansas City Chiefs have a lot of weapons, and they can be very, very strong. Uh, but I think that they are on a little bit of a first-year hangover. And I think that not that they figured out so much, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, because the guy is fantastic. But, you know, I think that good teams – can square up against them. They're going to win a lot of games, and they're going to be one of the teams that's in the hunt for it. But let me tell you something. The Houston Texans, Rich, and I've been telling you this for years. I know you don't believe me. Houston Texans are a damn good football team. And the trades that we made, there's a reason why they made them. There's a reason why. Because they know that they're right on the cusp there. And, you know, they played, they played the Patriots fairly decent the last time they played them. Now, whether or not they can actually take it to another level, I don't know, and beat them up there, Seriously, but it's Bill problem. Belichick's own coach. Everybody you know, is so sick of the Patriots that they're trying to anoint these other teams, and Kansas City doesn't look like they're ready to do it. And, you know, no, I think they are. I, spot there. Well, uh, yeah, but, that, but that's basically your two teams. I mean, I don't yeah, know who else. The Ravens. Sure it does, but, I mean, they should have won last year. You know, and, and I think Patrick Mahomes can put up, you know, 50 points if he has to. Um, yeah, I'm not saying they're going to go up there and beat them. I still think they're a very good football team, though, and they're getting uh, their running back, uh, you know, back. So, uh, you know, he'll, he'll back, right? Does he come back this week? Well, he's not a runner. Is he a receiver? Or, what, is, he, is he a receiver? What, aren't receiver they getting him back this back. week, though? He's like, he, he, Yes, well, I think he played a little bit yesterday. Didn't he hurt his shoulder again yesterday, though? I, I, I don't know. The big like news. Like, they don't, and they were going to MRI him today. I thought I saw him yesterday, and he had a problem with his shoulder, unless it was an old clip. Yeah, I had a uh, – yeah, I think Tyreek – wait, oh, maybe I'm confusing it. Are they getting uh, – who did they uh, add? Um, the running back, Hunt's gone. He's with Cleveland. Yeah, he's gone. Um, I, I they thought they a, were getting... The back, they have Shady McCoy and they have um, our old guy. Uh, yeah, what's no. his face? Right. Your three kills right, Damian Williams, who actually, da- Williams, Williams. Who actually scored a yeah. touchdown. Yeah, he actually yeah. scored a touchdown in that game. Um, but, I, yeah, I, so... Miss, was Tyreek Hill hurt and he just came back? Yeah, and it looks like I thought he got hurt again yesterday. I think he hurt his shoulder where they were worried about it was his collarbone. Right. So he, he may be out again. Well, you know, I mean, that, that, that definitely has a factor. Yeah, I just think, you know, I think the Texans are a much better team than you think they are. And the players that we gave them have certainly helped them. There's no doubt about that. Now, how good, I don't know. But, uh, you know, you're basically looking at another Patriot team with an easy schedule. You know how this all shakes out. We've seen the movie many times. Like I said, they don't play and as, that made the playoffs for week nine. Yeah. Seattle playing excellent football. There's a couple teams over there on the NFC side, you know. And, uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, how, how about everybody was all over San Diego? This is going to be their year. I mean, is anybody worse than that team? Well, San Diego, the LA Chargers, you know, I mean, they're terrible. Well, you know, the, they, I think they overachieved last year. And, uh, and then to have, you know, I mean, they, they pretty much dismantled us when I thought that was a game that we would have been able to do something. Right. And then, and now they're right back, you know, onto their, their losing ways in Pittsburgh you know, beats them, so that's you know, another win for the Steelers. And when you have uh, their first pick, you know, obviously that doesn't help or bode well. But, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think they're anything special. I didn't think they were anything that no. great last year either, no. you know. No, I didn't either. But um, I'm stuck with this bad, too, though. You know, they look bad. What's their record? What, they have two wins, I think? One win, something like that? It's pretty bad. Yeah. That whole division's pretty bad, right? I mean, the Chiefs yeah, should I mean, walk they're, away they're, with that. And they just lost two in a row, so it's it's bizarre. Yeah. It really is. This whole league. I the one the Jets beat the Cowboys yesterday. I mean, really? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, uh, you know, and Darnold's back, so obviously he terrible disappointment. I mean, Darnold came back. He played well. They haven't had their quarterback all year, unlike us. Yeah. I mean, they haven't had a quarterback yeah. all year. And uh, even their backup quarterback, they haven't had. So you know, yeah. But I didn't expect that. I don't know what. I I don't understand Dallas. I really don't. The talents there. They had that great year two years ago. I don't understand them. How inconsistent oh, they very are. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. Yeah, That's they, a game they, they shouldn't have lost. Piece that you need, and they still can't be good. Yeah. You know. You can't go on paper and find something that a weakness there. You really can't. Well, yeah, he shouldn't be three and three. The head coach. I mean, how many chances are you going to give this guy? Well, you know, he 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 was there two years ago, and they won make a thirteen and three. Understandably, but they didn't do well in the playoffs. You know, they still not made it to the Super Bowl in his in his reign. You know, and now like you're going backwards. It seems. I mean, how long are you going to go with him? I mean, is it is it the puppet factor? Is it just somebody that Jerry can control and he doesn't care? I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't I, know what the. I don't think. I don't know what the agenda is there, but I mean, I can't believe he could survive this year if they if they keep playing I, like this. I don't think he will. I mean, I, you're supposed to be an elite team is pretty pathetic. I I don't think he will. I mean, I think you know. I think he's got to. I think he's got to win a playoff game. At the very least, to hold on to yeah. his job. And even that, that you know, they have to get their championship maybe game. Maybe not. You know, I'm not saying you have to get to the Super well, Bowl. I, guess, I think he may have to get to the championship game. You know. Well, I guess that depends on what playoff game he wins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but at this but, point, it doesn't look yeah. like they're gonna have a bye. You <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got to figure. Bizarre. I mean, you know. The the best team in the NF, NFC is the New Orleans Saints. I think they're the best team in the NFC. I don't know about the, I, I I don't know about the Forty ers I, I really don't. They, they, they're they're confusing to me. You hear that? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's when it was expected, wasn't it? No, I think it's like two weeks early. How is it two weeks early? Bridgewater's won three games already. Yeah, but they said it was going to be eight weeks. Six weeks. And like Bradshaw said, that new surgery could bring him back in five. Like Bradshaw said. Yeah, so that's oh, one week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it was six weeks. He was supposed to be out for six weeks. So, um, yeah, so two weeks sounds about right. I think that was the uh, the 
the early prognostic of that. Right. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, I mean, they're, they're a really good football team. Um, yeah, I think the rest of the teams have puncher's chances, you know? Like the Green Bay Packers, they're a good team. Aaron Rodgers can beat anybody, but I don't know how consistent they can do it, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't really look. Yeah, but then they come and they have a big victory, right? Yeah, they had a big game yesterday, but still, overall, they've huge been game. disappointed this year. Yeah, but huge game, though. Don't discount that. Everybody was, I mean, they were done. Like, they were a huge, and it yeah. beat Philly like that, decisively. So, I can't figure yeah, that thing out either. Up and down. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's a huge game this week. Yeah. Philly and Dallas, you know. It's like, which well, what, what's scary, the scary part of that is that the Philadelphia Eagles have won the Super Bowl. So, if they get to the playoffs, they're a dangerous team. But, yeah. you know, it's where they fall in there. But teams like that are dangerous. Seattle Seahawks, dangerous. Teams that have won in the past that now are playing well, they can beat teams in the playoffs. So whoever's like the – but, yeah, ironically, they're all in the NFC. All the ones yep. in the AFC are the new upcomers. You know, it's basically the Texans and the Chiefs. I don't even know if I could count the Ravens anymore. They laid such an egg when we thought they were going to, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I think so it's, week, week, it's all over the board with this week. It really is. Yeah, insane. all over the board. You know? Except for yeah. the New England Patriots, though, right? And that's the thing that our you can mark your calendar on that one. Yeah, yeah, no doubt you know, about it. I'll tell you something. So. This Bills game well, coming up too. Not a great matchup yeah. for us with that defense. Terrible matchup. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. Worst running yeah. team in football against yeah. a powerhouse. Uh, yes. It's a worst terrible matchup against us. <laughs> it really is. It could be very ugly. That could be very yeah, no doubt about it. That's why I'm saying you really. And then it's Pittsburgh Monday night. Like you had your opportunity. You really had your opportunity to get in the wing column this week. The week that just passed, they really had an opportunity. Yeah. And, and you know, and then you know, not to keep rehashing, it will end on this. That game was. It really looked at the second quarter like that game was on the verge of getting out of control, and then we came back and yeah, basically. You know, and virtually tying at the end, and then they do that nonsense. And, and not just, to just keep re- rehashing. Yeah, not to keep beating a dead horse, but you had your opportunity. You come all the way back, and then you go for the two points right there, and then that's, you know, that's the, the play that's ran. I mean, you would have thought that you really would have had something real special waiting. <laughs> and as apparently, uh, uh, my son Damon said that uh, interviews and stuff, they said, we knew with 10 minutes to go, Flores knew that we were definitely going for two. Okay, that's all well and good, but then yeah. if that's the case, well, that's the best you could come up with in your 10 minutes? That's pathetic. I mean, uh, you know, I want the version of the Philly special. I mean, come on. Bad job. Can you do a drop kick? <laughs> yeah. That's two points. That's two points, right? <laughs> yeah, for two, right? <laughs> Where's Flutie when you need him? All right, that's our show. <laughs> that's our show, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next week to recap the Buffalo Bills game, which uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this one. Thanks for joining us. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. 
Headed out to my big two-wheeler. I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power off. 